I guess we have uh, Congresswoman Laurie Trahan for breakfast, too. And, uh, Laurie, welcome back to The Wave. Nice to have you here this morning. It's nice to be here. Good morning, Wynn. Yeah, the, um, I know that uh, I, I saw something that you are going to be having. Um, uh, I'll call it an event. It's probably a better word for it. But you've got something coming up, up a little bit later today. Yes, at 5 o'clock tonight, um, it's a tele-town hall, so we're not convening in person. Uh, folks will uh, call in, uh, and we're having a panel of health experts uh, on hand to answer everyone's per- most pertinent questions. Um, so folks can RSVP and sign up for that uh, tele-town hall by going to our website. It's uh, trahan.house.gov. Uh, but we've been fielding uh, so many phone calls in the last few weeks. Uh, people are rightfully concerned, uh, and they'd like answers, whether it's on the, uh, you know, small businesses or the economy, uh, certainly the public health crisis that we're faced with. Um, so we're going to uh, make sure we've, we have a, a good panel of experts available uh, to answer those questions. That's tonight at 5 o'clock. All right, so tonight at 5 o'clock is trahan.house.gov, and you need to sign up for it to get uh, onto, the, uh, onto the stream? Yes, we'll, uh, uh, what happens is you RSVP, and then we call you um, at 5 o'clock, and you just uh, you listen in. Um, so that you just have to RSVP on the website. And if you have trouble with that, definitely call our office. Uh, it's 978 459 0101. I mean, in accordance with the guidance from our our uh, Department of Public Health, our team, uh, our teams in Massachusetts and in Washington are teleworking, uh, but our office is very much open. We've been uh, working on constituent services. We've been in close touch with our hospitals, our community health centers, our state and local government uh, leaders. And so uh, please call us if you have any questions or any concerns, but you can also RSVP that way. All right. Well, that would that would be great, and, and I'm sure everything is is on the website anyway, so people can just follow those directions right there. Yeah. We just uh, got off the phone with State Senator Diana DeZoglio. I know that uh, you know when you're in in the region, you you two pal around, <laughs> going from place to place, and uh, you know she's uh, very busy on her uh as uh being the uh chairman of the small business committee at the uh, at the state senate and it is interesting that you mentioned small businesses because um you know all the statistics indicate that they are by far the the backbone of uh, what's happening as far as uh you know keeping commerce going and and they're probably the the first in line to to get hit by uh by shutdowns and things like that there's no question uh i think my message to small businesses uh, is that we are, we are not going to let you fail. Uh, we understand exactly the predicament that our restaurants and our, our local, uh, small retailers, we understand the predicament that they're in, right? There's, there's no, there's no demand right now. People are, are essentially staying at home as much as they can. Uh, so I think that there's a lot that the community can do. I mean, certainly, uh, Many of these restaurants in particular have switched to takeout service and we're, we're part of the eat local campaign. So ordering out from your, uh, local restaurants is very important. But then on a, on a macro level, uh, you know, we have been funding the SBA emergency inj- injury loans, which are low interest, long repayment terms, uh, so that we can keep these small businesses afloat even during times of, uh, 
of a temporary closure. So, uh, you know, it's, it's, I know right now a lot of folks are talking about big bailouts for big industry. Our focus right now is on protecting people, protecting families, and protecting small businesses. Now, if you uh, do, you have any uh, medical news that you can pass along? Anything they're talking about in, in uh, Washington circles? Yeah. So, you know, the president uh, two days ago um, enacted the Defense Production Act, uh, which is a really important move because basically what it does is it takes either all those idle manufacturing plants or uh, non-essential product manufacturing plants, and it repurposes them for medical supplies. As you all know, we have a we had a shortage of uh, personal protection equipment like masks and gloves and gowns, uh, but then also uh, equipment that we will need in a surge like ventilators, uh, and we need swabs and testing kits. So the fact that we've used, think of it as like a wartime production, right, where we repur- repurpose all of our manufacturing to get at uh, the health uh, need. Um, that's a very important development. Um, I think what's important for folks to know is we have to deal with the health crisis first. You know, the sequence of this matters. Uh, our, our first priority is to starve the virus. I mean, so much of our confidence hinges on how we deal with this health crisis. And so while the economy uh, will need stimulating, uh, that is, you know, after we, we make sure that our people are healthy. Uh, this is about protecting people and protecting our small businesses, giving, you know, cash assistance directly to people, but most importantly, making sure that our healthcare workers have what they need. We haven't even seen the beginning of a surge yet, and we're already losing some of our frontline uh, providers because they're getting the, the virus themselves. And so we have to make sure that first and foremost, we are equipped to handle uh, the public health needs. Well, by all means, you have to do that. And uh, yeah, it, it, it is, uh, it's amazing that I guess they, they don't really know how this virus can uh, jump from one person to the next other than like a personal contact. Is that it? You know, it's uh, there is still a lot to learn about this uh, virus. You know, as we are developing therapies and vaccines, uh, we're also learning more as we go. I will say that the guidance that we've been given is really important for us to follow. Uh, and, you know, that is coughing and sneezing into your sleeve, making sure you're washing your hands, staying distant from people um, and, you know, staying at home as much as as much as you can. Uh, you know, there's there's no question that um, folks are going to get the virus. They're going to get sick. And for, you know, 80 percent of the population, that's fine as, as long as they act responsibly and, you know, quarantine themselves for the, you know, the 14 days. What we have to do is make sure we flatten that curve, make sure we're not passing or spreading that virus to our senior population, to folks who are immune compromised, you know. I've taken steps, you know, of course, my team is all working remotely. I'm staying home, working from home. My kids are home from school. Uh, my mom, who used to come and help with my kids, she's not allowed in my house. She's staying at home with my dad. They're in their 70s. My father has MS. It's, it would be much more devastating if they got the coronavirus versus me. But we all have to do our part to make sure that we are not transmitting the coronavirus to, uh, to our most vulnerable population. 
Oh, by all means. And, and uh, you know, I heard some numbers this morning on my way into work and, and uh, you know, the, the, all these uh, new cases are being reported. But uh, then I thought to myself, well, those numbers are always going to jump up because more and more people are tested. So, yeah, you're going to find more of yes. these cases. Absolutely. And that is, that is we will absolutely see a surge in, um, in positive cases uh, because, uh, hospitals will increasingly be able to test more people. Uh, so it's just really important that we stay disciplined in, during this time to try to mitigate that spread. Now, uh, there was uh, we had a story uh, the other day that um, Holy Family Hospital, the, uh, the, the Haverhill campus, had some, uh, some open wings that uh, they would make available uh, in case they needed them to um, to get people into the hospital is um, is that anything they're looking at nationally as far as uh, you know if you have a lot of people hospitalized uh, where can they go absolutely you know i think that's the reason why many of our hospitals and our community health centers they're they're uh they've stopped elective surgeries they've uh they've you know shut down um, non-emergency uh units and they're getting ready to repurpose uh those wings in those rooms. I mean, Lawrence General has a tent uh, outside of the hospital so that folks can, um, folks who are coming in uh, to get tested don't actually come into the main hospital. Uh, and I think all of those protocols are really important uh, because, you know, there's no question that we are in the beginning stages of of uh, what could be a surge in uh, in need for care. And so hospitals taking those steps uh, making sure that their facilities are ready is really important. I was on the phone with um, the VA hospitals uh, yesterday to see what steps they are taking so that they're uh, equipped to handle uh, the veteran population. And many of them are repurposing uh, underutilized units or units that don't need, um, uh, um, are not expecting a surge for uh, for coronavirus. So, those are those are important steps that um, each hospital is, is is taking. All right. Well, I guess the I guess the bottom line is to be continued, right? Just like just like the uh, the the soap operas there, of which uh, uh, I found out that General Hospital they've canceled production <laughs> until the uh, uh, virus is all uh, contained. I guess uh, I was sad about that, but there's a lot of a lot more serious things to be sad about, isn't there? Uh, absolutely. You know, I do think it's, it's an important, uh, it's important for, um, no matter what industry you work in, no matter, you know, what your, uh, what your job is. I mean, the most important thing is that we, we model this social distancing. I mean, right now the Congress is, is trying to figure out how we vote on the next package. Uh, if we're going to have 435 members all come back down to Washington to vote or if we're going to employ some, emergency remote voting uh, for exactly that reason, right? I mean, if we're, if we're leading the country and, and saying, you know, you have to socially distance yourself, why would we all be getting into a room, 435 of us, uh, to, uh, to, to, um, to vote? So I think it's, uh, it's really important that uh, no matter if you're in entertainment, if you're in hospitality, uh, government, that you practice uh, what we want others to model in the community. Oh, by all means. Yeah, I, I know that uh, some of the city councilors, I, I'm not quite sure around this area. I know in, 
in uh, in Newburyport, where I've been for uh, many, many years, that they actually have the ability, I think you have to uh, plan it ahead of time, but they have the ability to vote by remote uh, access. Uh, and But you don't have that yet in Congress, do you? No. Uh, I think one of my surprises is after 9-11 that, you know, steps weren't taken for uh, remote voting in emergency situations. I mean, the most important thing is that we have continuity of operations. Uh, we've already had a couple of members of Congress uh, test positive. We have a number of members that are in quarantine already. Uh, you know, over 40% of the of the membership of Congress is over 60 years of age. And so uh, I do think it's worthwhile for us to think through the logistics of in an emergency situation, uh, not having to necessarily travel to Washington. I mean, for me, look, it's easy. I'm 46 years old. I could jump in my car if necessary and be there in eight hours. But I think of my colleagues in California, especially my older colleagues, uh, it's not quite so straightforward for them. So I think we, uh, it's time for us to, um, you know, think through those logistics, especially at this important time. Oh, definitely. All right. So uh, let's recap about your uh your conference that's going to be taking place tonight that people are invited to attend. Great. Yes. Uh, so tonight at 5 p.m., we're having a teletown hall, uh, and you can uh, RSVP for that event so that you get a phone call that will uh, connect you to the uh, to the conference at, by logging into trahan.house.gov, or you could call our office if you're having trouble online. It's 978 978- Four five nine zero one zero one, and we have a panel of experts. We've got administrators from uh, Lowell General Hospital. We've got uh, the chair of the Department of Public Health from UMass Lowell, and we also have the director of the Global Health Institute at Harvard. Um, so we've got, you know, your questions will be answered, and we encourage anybody who uh, who wants to join to uh, to register online. And one other thing, when if I could just do, just because my good friend. Uh, Andy Vargas has been sort of leading the charge on the Eat Local campaign. Uh, one thing that we can all do as a community is help our local restaurants by ordering, you know, takeout or buying a gift certificate uh, at those establishments. And so if you're, if you're able to uh, support, you know, your local restaurants, uh, please, try to, uh, please try to do that by eating local. All right. Well, they're very good advice. And, uh, yeah, they're, they're really trying that. And, and as we mentioned, uh, we had just recently spoken with, um, before you, uh, had a chance to chat with uh, State Senator Diana DiZoglio, and they're trying to get a, uh, a measure passed that would let the uh, restaurants uh, be able to sell closed containers of alcohol, since that's a high-profit margin for them, and that would help out the restaurants, too. So, um, so yeah, it's, it's all interesting times that we're living in, isn't it? Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. We all have a, a role to play in making sure that we don't, uh, spread the virus, and we all have a role to play in uh, seeing each other through this unprecedented time. Yeah, and and we'll get through them. We we we've done it in the past. We'll do it again. I believe That's that. Exactly right. All right. Well, uh, Lori, I want to thank you so much for joining us, and uh, and we'll mention that throughout the uh, news today about the uh, conference. It's the the Teletown Hall. It's going to be taking place at five. Uh, so hopefully you'll you'll get some additional folks signing up for that. That's uh, I think a very good idea for you. So thank you Terrific. again. Thank you. Oh, you bet. Thank you, Wynn. All right. We'll talk to you Stay later. Safe. Yeah, thank you. All you right. too as well. That's <laughs> Congresswoman right. Lori Trahan, our guest this morning here on The Wave 97.9 WHAV-FM.
Wake up with Wynn Damon weekdays from 6 to 9 a.m. on 97.9 FM WHAV. Catch the wave. W.